Hello, I'm M. And I'm Eyes. And welcome to our brand new podcast, Tipples and Tolkien. Let us be your guides as we return to Middle Earth this fall with the premiere of the new Amazon show, Rings of Power. We'll discuss episodes with you, tell tales of old, and even bring you a brand new tipple recipe every week to enjoy. You can find us on all major podcast platforms, as well as Twitter, which is at Tipples Tolkien, that is T-I-P-P-L-E-S t-o-l-k-i-e-n and instagram at tipples and tolkien so cozy up pour yourself a drink and come on a journey with us this fall on tipples and tolkien The Cylons were created by man. They rebelled. They evolved. They look. And feel. Human. Some are programmed to think they are human. There are many copies. There are many copies. And they have a plan. Action stations. Action stations. Set Condition 1 throughout the podcast. Welcome again to Set Condition 1, a Night Shift Radio production. Barely clinging to life in the sick bay, I'm your host, SC1 Actual, Caleb. And joining me, holding it down on the CIC, is the XO Kitsy. Don't you die on me now. And wandering about the ship somewhere is the president of the 12 counties <laughs> and the podcast, Andrea. Hello. I believe she's supposed to be in the laundry brig. Yeah, nobody tells me where to go, though. <laughs> Oh, uh, we've got, I don't, I mean, I do know the answer, but I don't want to spoil anything. So I'm going to say, I don't know how many more episodes we have of this, but like, get ready for some fun because, uh, <laughs> uh, Kitsy, you're in charge of this one again. Oh, oh come no. on. Uh, but before we get into it, uh, welcome listeners. Uh, thank you again for joining us for second edition one. Uh, as we say every week, if you're, if you're new to the, the podcast, we appreciate you being here. Please start from the beginning. There's a whole wonderful world, a whole season that we've covered so far. We're on season two now, and we want you to be caught up. Uh, if you're enjoying this, please click the uh, subscribe button to make sure that you get notifications every week when we drop a new episode into your pod box. Uh, and we'll only do that... Uh, if you subscribe, unlike Apple, who will just put things on your devices whether you want it or not. <laughs> Still salty about that, like, five <laughs> years later. Uh, and, of course, if, uh, if you don't know yet, uh, the Night know. Shift Radio media company recently launched a merch store. Uh, so if you want to get your favorite Battlestar Galactica fan cast uh, <laughs> logo on a T-shirt, uh, they might also have a merch store, but we have one. <laughs> <laughs> Self-burn! <laughs> Yee! <laughs> and you can visit uh, that at nsrad.io slash merch. You uh, see, because it's like it's like radio. NSRAD.io. Radio. All of that said. Uh, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. We have one more thing. Hold on. Uh, I want to give a shout out to CJ Racked, I think is... I don't know how you say this username, but uh, who gave oh, us... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Who gave us a shout out uh, like a month ago on uh, Apple Podcast gave us a great five-star review, so thank you very much. Uh, yeah, I mean, in the real world for us, it wasn't that long, but we, uh, we've we actually been responsible podcast hosts and are a few episodes ahead of schedule. Uh, so 
To uh, be fair, it's not the responsible fair. podcast host. It's that Andrea can't fucking wait a week between episodes, and so we've been pulling two episodes a week for the past couple weeks because shit's stressful I mean, in the show right now. <laughs> can we blame her? Just no, inching no. earlier and earlier up in the week. I mean, I'm not complaining. Let's be honest. <laughs> It worked out perfectly this week, I'm though. So glad. It did. It did. So. Uh, but uh, y'all are just encouraging me, though. Speaking of reviews on Apple Podcasts, uh, I would love everyone out there to go ahead and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts if you're enjoying what you're hearing, because it really helps the show get discovered and helps us build our audience. Uh, so go ahead and do that. And those are the XO's orders. Today I had a really and, good idea, but I didn't tweet it because I felt like I needed. I couldn't make this decision on my own, even though I am the president. But considering our discussion of um, Crashdown's taste in music last week, I would love <laughs> for our listeners to give us five star reviews, but review all of Crashdown's favorite uh, early two thousands like, oh my new God. metal. So like, we need a like Crashdown mixtape playlist <laughs> if, you, if you think i don't have one that i'm working on in my head it's you don't even know me well i feel like something is happening i don't know if it's my what's going on can you can you check my levels <laughs> is what's, that a thing what's the problem i don't know i just feel like you i think want, i'm okay you want more of you as long as i always but as long as i turn my headphones up <laughs> how's that this is good yeah we're good what what did you do really yeah why is it i just gave you a shitload of reverb oh no do you, not, do you not hear the reverb? No. Oh, I guess oh wait, I, I can hear it. I can't hear it on me, but I can hear it on Caleb's laugh. Oh, that's weird. <laughs> that's got to be amazing. It's very good. Let's uh, let's go back to the podcast. Previously on Battlestar Galactica. It's all you, Exo. Uh, Commander Adama's still in the sick bay. Yep. Still in, in a in a coma. Yep. Uh, we've got Cylon. Centurions reported in the uh, pod bay. Uh, Caleb, please help me. <laughs> so my favorite part about that is the the Viper crew from the previous episode that was fending off the Cylon attack, uh, so that they could re you know, like meet up with the fleet after doing all of their math. Mm-hmm. Uh, they get back Gata's to math the ship homework. and. Yeah, the, the gate is doing his math homework. Uh, they get back to the ship and everyone's celebrating. And uh, Party Pooper Lee uh, gets out of his uh, Viper and is like, you know, there's nothing to be happy about. We missed one. Uh, we let one through. And I'm like, all right. Yeah, I mean, you're right. Uh, as far as they know right now, though, they shot it down and it crashed. And like, oh, everything's fine. But what's really happening is that they're being boarded by a, a contingent of uh, silent centurions who uh, are... Uh, maybe a raiding party? A raiding party. A boarding party, even. Boarding party. <laughs> I mean, raiding party would actually have been better because they, they fly in raiders. That's why I said it. A raidering party. That is why you said it. Mm-hmm. A raidering party. <laughs> I did it. They did some heavy raidering. <laughs> <laughs> I will say, as I've said on multiple occasions on this podcast, these people should know better than to have fun. Anytime <laughs> they're having fun, yeah. something terrible happens. Yeah, if you if you think you're like having a good day, you are not on the Galactica. <laughs> well, you are, but you're about to not be. Mm-hmm. 
You're about to not be. Uh, so I think before we get any further into this uh, Cylon invasion onto the Galactica, uh, we have to talk about the single most important plot point in this entire episode, and that's Billy and Dee. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So I can sum it up for you here. Uh, they run into each other in the hallway, and Billy's like, hey... I know it seems like I'm not putting in effort or whatever, but like I'm here and she's like, dude, whatever. I have to go to work. He says his, I don't know if it's the actor's line read or what, but it took me a minute to even parse the meaning of those words there. Can you share that line? He Can says, you do it in Adama's uh, voice though? We had to, like, should I do both parts in Adama's voice? That, that would be great. Hey, Duala. Uh, <laughs> Hey, Billy. Quite a day, huh? Okay, right now, what I'm picturing, y'all have seen Spaceballs, right? I'm picturing a Dama in his quarters with a Billy doll and a, uh, a Dwala doll. Continue, Caleb. Continue, please. <laughs> that would be amazing. Uh, um, wow. I, uh, I haven't seen you in person since two weeks ago. I've really been thinking about it. <laughs> There's no differentiation between the characters. If you could just turn uh, one way and then the other way so we know. I know it won't make sense on the podcast, but at least Andrea and I will know what you're doing. Uh, you know, Dwell's like, you know, that's nice. I gotta go. Uh, hey, D, D, hey, hey, listen. I, I know that I haven't really made an effort, or it must seem like I haven't made an effort to make this, whatever this is, a priority. <laughs> Caleb as Adama gave a better performance than Billy as Billy there because he, there was emphasis on a word that is missing from Billy's that made that sentence make sense to me. Now, that's such a little thing, but it he's so flat through that whole sentence that I couldn't tell what the or was switching between, if that makes sense. I don't know. So thank you for that. I mean, You're, thank you for I that mean, for a lot of reasons, but... <laughs> I mean, you know how much I love EJO, and I'm, I'm not about to, to intentionally flub a, uh, an homage to him, even if, right. I'm, if I'm reading a character's uh, otherwise bad dialogue. <laughs> but yeah, so this is a, you know, a really awkward meetup where like, you know, Billy's on the Galactica because, as we recall, the president is in the brig, and Billy's just kind of clinging to the bars most of the time. <laughs> uh, pining for her not being in the brig uh and then you know runs into to d in the hallways and she's like oh you know that that thing where we hung out and like it was fine but then like you know we were we were on the the opposite sides of a mutiny hey wasn't that fun and she's like no dude it wasn't she lays it down and i love her so much yeah uh you know the the most important plot point and uh, I, I feel like this this whole episode hinges on that one moment. It really does. The episode wouldn't be what it is without it. But speaking of uh, speaking of our boy EJO, uh, we did get some uh, Adama action towards the beginning of this episode. Mm-hmm. That's true. In a, uh, a a Gaius Baltar patented dream sequence, where essentially uh, Adama shows up on Kobol to rescue everyone, and he's got you know other people from Galactica with him, and then Gaius is just 
holding a baby out of nowhere, and Adama's like, what you got there? And guys like, well, it's a baby, obviously. What are you, stupid? You've never seen a baby before? You've never seen a baby before? What? It's like a person, but smaller. Yeah, it's like, it's like a tiny little person. And uh, Adama's like, here, give me that. I'm going to go drown it in the fucking river. <laughs> and he does. Well, casually, like, places it in the water and then shoves it under for, like, a second and then just walks away. Casual is exactly the right word. Mm-hmm. I, when we were watching it, I was yelling because I kept going back and forth between, I was like, he's really going to drown that baby. Oh no, it's a baptism thing. Oh my God, he's really going to drown it. Oh no, he's only dunked him in for a second. Oh wait. And then he just, and there goes the baby. And guys can't find it. Like yeah. it sinks so fast. <laughs> no, no baby would sink that fast. I mean, <laughs> I've never tried to drown a baby, but I'm pretty sure it wouldn't sink that fast. Uh, so there is just like, the, the most subtle little moment that I feel like is super important because of Gaius's journey so far, uh, specifically in his like coming around to the religion of the Cylons via the six in his brain. Uh, when he first opens his eyes in this dream sequence and sees Adama, it, he doesn't say, oh, hello, commander. He says, God. He does say God. Yes. Thank you. And then, like, he seems to recover his senses and says, how in God's name did you find us? Mm-hmm. But his, his first reaction is, God. And, like, it definitely comes across as though it's him, like, coming around to the idea that maybe there is a God and maybe mm. that he, you know, he is looking out for me. And God is Adama. Adama is God, motherfuckers. I believe it. <laughs> yeah. He was God the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> it's a very lost moment, by the way. I want to go back to that. It's it just is. I'm sorry. I knew it you were going to say that. But it so is. Baltar, that's his name, waking up on his back in the middle of the jungle woods place, eyes open, waking up to some spooky, cryptic, weird thing that doesn't make any sense. They're on the island. And then when he wakes up the second time. I'm sorry, what island? Lost Island. Hawaii. Where are they? What did I say? They're in Co- They're on Kobol. They're on Lobok. Yeah, but it's like an island. It, well, it's like a planet. It's like Lost Island. It's like a planet. <laughs> um, which I guess a planet's planet. kind of like an island in space. Yeah. It's so an island right. in space, yeah. 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 God. Okay. God. Right. Um, and with the baby skulls everywhere, not that there was baby sacrifice on Lost Island, but just this like mythology that feels ancient and whatever that probably is not, is my guess, pointing to something much more explainable that mm-hmm. we just haven't found out yet. And well, this concludes the Lost Corner. He even has a conversation with Six about how, uh, you know, humanity was not as uh, innocent as they make themselves out to be in Scripture. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she references that these, uh, all these, like, human skeletons that they find just laying around uh, were from sacrifices. Mm-hmm. Which, obviously, we have no way of verifying that, and... Cylons aren't necessarily known for uh, all their truth telling, but I mean they do have, have a pile just, of skeletons, and that's kind of weird. <laughs> Tiny just a pile ones. of skeletons, like a literal pile, just bones everywhere. But while all this is happening, and the uh, the Cylons have uh, have boarded the, the Centurions have boarded and are uh, making their way towards some strategic targets on the Galactica, uh, this show does one of their just like. Beautifully subtle things as the uh, the Viper pilots are like making their way through the ship, celebrating and like ragging on each other and like 
telling tales of their exploits. They turn a corner and walk straight into a centurion <laughs> who uh, just fucking shreds uh, poor Flyboy, uh, who is, again, a character that we meet and learn his name just to watch him die, uh, <laughs> as, as cruel fate can have uh, mm-hmm. for us. And they run away, and we cut almost immediately to the opening credits. And we we talked last week how the opening credits for season two were the first time that they show us the survival count during the opening credits. They, you know, they say eight thousand or eighty seven thousand eight hundred seventy five survivors looking for a home called Earth. Flyboy gets killed. Roll credits. Eighty seven thousand eight hundred seventy four. I I kind of want there to just be a little counter up in the corner, and every time someone <laughs> dies, it just ching. <laughs> Humanity, population 87,700. Oh. Oh, man. And then the other corner, there's a Cylon one, and it's just increasing so fast you can't even see it. It's just <laughs> through the numbers. Yeah, like, they kill a whole bunch, and the number seems to go down, but then it goes right back up. Yeah. <laughs> that just, it brings up so many existential questions about Cylons that we've, we've talked about in the past. And like no matter how many times I watch the show, it's really hard to wrap my brain around the idea, like, especially now that we know that the raiders are essentially like animals and like they lose exponentially more of those in the uh, in you know the space dogfights than uh, the colonials lose. So it's, it's basically like if you had a whole stable of horses and you just like sent them towards your enemy <laughs> and your enemy just slaughtered all your horses and you're oh. like, shit, more horses. <laughs> well, and then your enemy took one of the horses, cut them open and then put their arms <laughs> in through the horse's arms legs, and then walked, walked around like that, wearing the horse <laughs> like a horse suit. It's a lot like that. <laughs> <laughs> I feel bad now. I don't like it. <laughs> Caleb's going to say something horrific. I'm going can... to do it a minute. <laughs> that is Just... what it is. <laughs> but wouldn't it have to be two people? <laughs> I kind of, I kind of like the idea that the person's just standing on two legs with the like, with the hooves out in front, like, "Hello, I'm the horse." <laughs> Nay, don't yeah, don't mind me. I'm just a big old horse. Oh, hey, <laughs> hey, I get it because that's what the horses eat. Mm-hmm. But then, like, there's the scene where they they fly the raptor into the base star, which is like they drove a car that just had the word horse painted on the side <laughs> into the stable. <laughs> It's more like they rubbed a horse blood all over it, so it smelled like oh, a horse. God. So the other horses were like, "Oh, that's one of ours." They were just just yelling out the window, "Totally a horse!" <laughs> hey, it's me. nothing. Just, just a big old big old horse. No, nothing to worry about. Just just being a horse, you but know. The just horses. Start to really drive this simile into the ground. The base star is, I will remind you, made of meat. <laughs> so the stables are made of meat. What, like, so it's a really big horse. Uh, it's just the it's like the Trojan horse, but it's but it's full of horses. Oh. <laughs> Their stable is just an enormous mare. I love the idea of the Trojan horse. They really fucked up. <laughs> Through all the trouble of making the Trojan horse and then filled it with horses instead of soldiers. <laughs> They're like, y'all remember to put some people in the horse, right? No, the horse is the territory. <laughs> the horses are just gonna, yeah. Well, let the horses out and they'll sort it out. <laughs> Oh, oh, we lost. Caleb is we on the floor. Caleb. Caleb is literally on the floor laughing. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh. 
I mean, it's just filled with horses. Like they're all just crammed in there. Like it's like a hoof sticking out. It's like. And they open the door, and the horses just come exploding out like like a clown car. Clown car, but it's a giant wooden horse full of actual horses. Well, that. Welcome back, Caleb. That starts my show notes for the week. Trojan horse full of horses. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> this is a very sad episode. <laughs> this, is, this, this is an incredibly emotionally tense episode. <laughs> but, you know, horses. <laughs> okay. Everything hurts. Oh, no. to take my glasses off and I can't read the transcript anymore. <laughs> so, okay, so we're talking about um oh, I forget. No, no. I how do we get it. how do we talk about horses? Raiders. Raiders, yeah. Um human sacrifice tiny skulls. Um Oh, we were talking about that Fortune's really incredible forecast. Lucky charms. <laughs> we were talking about the scene when the the first centurion runs into um the gang. Oh yeah, and just like rips apart homeboy. Yeah. Um and it's right Sorry, ar- it's Flyboy. Flyboy. Sorry. <laughs> Flyboy. And uh it's right around then that we realize that there are a variety of parties all headed for the same place on the ship. Which is incredibly convenient. Mm-hmm. It is. So we've got the pilots and they are now aware of the, the Centurions and uh, the word gets to the brig where Laura Roslin asks the uh, the guard to open the door. And he's like, you know, I'm not authorized to do that. And she gives him this very stern, like, I am not about to sit here and be shot up like a rat in a cage or whatever. This, never mind. Despite all her yeah, rage. Thank you. <laughs> I'll go there for you. Thank you. I appreciate you. that. I will go there for you. Thank you. And so he uh, he lets her out because he's like, ooh, I don't... Mm. The thank you at the end is, oh, God, she's just... Thank you. She's wonderful. She's just the best. She's just so wonderful. Mm-hmm. She is. Throughout this whole episode, she, again, proves, like, however ill-equipped people may think that she is, how good she is at crisis management. Mm-hmm. She is so cool under fire. Literally. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> it is almost... Suspect. I wrote a couple of things down. So, um, when they run into D in that room full of all the dead bodies, yeah, mm-hmm. and she's kind of like almost catatonic, and uh, Rosalind says, or Billy tries to get her attention. He calls her D, and Rosalind says, "Try using her rank," and he says, "Petty Officer Dwalla." Um, and she snaps to attention, right? Um, and she says, "Probably a concussion." She gives the prison guard, brig guard, whatever, um, a good talking to, to get Mm -hmm. him rallied. And she's like, clear Mm -hmm. your head. I was like, I thought Rosalind was a teacher before this. Like, why is she so? She's incredibly attentive to detail is what she is. You know what? That's true. You know what? Why am I? I guess I'm imagining myself in this situation. I would be like, please leave me in the brig. Just can you lock me in tighter and just come back when this is over? They frequently disparage her as saying, like, oh, do you want a kindergarten teacher as the president? And, like, that kind of shit. But, like, she she's, she's obviously an experienced educator. But as Kitsy said, like, she's also a government official who was in charge of an education system. Which I guess and is a lot like a 
military force in a way. I mean, it's it's a lot like being the president just of education instead of the whole country or <laughs> That's whatever. True. That's true. The president of teaching stuff. <laughs> uh, but hey, <laughs> we have multiple Dreda's contacts, so we're going to go ahead and uh, jump to a new location. We will, uh, as always, embed the uh, rendezvous coordinates into the ad, so make sure you listen very closely for those, and uh, we will see you on the other side. So stay tuned. You're listening to a Night Shift Radio production. Night Shift Radio is a modern media company, bringing you shows that entertain, inform, and most importantly, provide an escape. Never Heard of It dives into the world of bad, obscure, and sometimes just weird movies. Follow along with the crew of Set Condition 1 as they experience the 2004 sci-fi hit Battlestar Galactica, one episode at a time. Each week on Left of the Dial, we explore a new record or revisit an old favorite. We'll bring in guests to talk about their own music and the state of the industry. The Superpod HeroCast. Guys with beers talking about movies with capes. They draw a random comic-inspired movie from Thor's helmet and offer thorough, insightful, and humorous commentary. And once a month, tune into the Storyteller series and get lost in the magic of a good old-fashioned radio drama. Learn more about these fine shows at nightshiftradio.com and subscribe on your favorite platform. Uh, how do we... I, I, we still don't. We this don't, is season we don't have two. A, a season we two. We're don't. never going to figure this out, are we? How do other podcasts come back from their breaks? Usually it's something like, and we're back. Oh, <laughs> did you try and we're back? Oh, wait, let me, hang on. Let me try that. <clears throat> <clears throat> we just, uh. One, two, three, four, five. <sighs> just uh, warm up here a little bit. <clears throat> Papa, Papa picked a thumb. <laughs> Excuse me, I'm trying to come back from the break. Do you mind? <laughs> I really thought you were going with pop-up video. <laughs> I miss Papa. Oh. This podcast used to be about Battlestar Galactica. We're not even in the podcast right now. We're in the ad break. I, for all you know, we're in the podcast. There's no way to tell. <laughs> this is a liminal space. There's no way to tell. And we're back. I didn't love it. Can you try it? Give us a couple more takes. Okay. Give us a fun one. We're back. Give us one like Ty, but like he's confused and angry. <laughs> we're back. <laughs> What do you mean we're back? <laughs> Report, Mr. Data, sit rep. There you go. That's perfect. Do you think he's still off somewhere grumbling about Starbucks leaving on an unscheduled trip? She's gone way too far this time. <laughs> Supposed to be a jump test. <laughs> or an autopilot test. I don't even remember what the test was supposed to be. Neither does he. He just knows he's angry. She wasn't cleared for a jump. Andrew, you gave me the most amazing idea. Uh, and as I say that, I realize that probably no one else will agree uh, over the break. Uh, when I thought you were going to go down the route of uh, doing the, the pop-up video mm -hmm. jingle, doing the podcast as a video, but whenever we say something that's wrong, have a little like pop-up with a correction or have like a little factoid about the thing that we just <laughs> Pop-up podcast. I would love that. Podcast video. Nobody tell Michael about that idea, though, because he'll make us do it. <laughs> Speaking of pop-up video and things that look like a throwback, what about Starbucks' like, totally red apartment? <laughs> can, we, can we talk about how Starbucks and Hilo went to Starbucks? 
<laughs> Kitsy was really pleased. I still am. They literally went to Starbucks. There was no coffee, no though. Coffee. There was no coffee. Little, no coffee, no muffins, just one pack of noodles. <laughs> there, there was some soothing piano music, though. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, because Starbucks uh, and or her father were not known for paying their electric bill, uh, and so they were uh, very prepared with a battery-powered stereo where the, after months of sitting unused, the battery still worked totally <laughs> fine. Yeah. And she was able to pop, pop a uh, compact disc into the player, which I didn't catch. Was it uh, was it a mini disc? I don't know. I, I didn't, uh, I didn't pay that close attention. I think it was a mini disc. Okay. But remember those? Yeah. Remember how like that was going to be how this like, podcast the was next about thing? Battlestar Galactica? <laughs> Listen, it's relevant. Okay. I don't know. You're in I'm charge. Just, I'm trying to make my job editing this podcast easier for once, and it's not working. But... If we mm-hmm. just talk about mm-hmm. every what happens in the show, mm-hmm. then people could just watch the show. Mm-hmm. They still can. I would go so far as to say that we encourage them to. <laughs> I, I I was gonna say who would listen and like not be watching the show, but like most of the movie podcasts I listen to, I don't watch. Like I think I've seen three of the How Did This Get Made movies. Um, I've I've seen exactly three of the movies covered on Never Heard of It, and two of them were movies I requested and was in an episode <laughs> of. So, quit bragging. If we're being real, I like I wouldn't watch the movies that we. Talk That's why about I don't watch them. I hear you guys talk about them, and I'm like, yeah, I'm not fucking doing that. I've seen a handful, but the only uh, the only ones I've watched because of y'all are the two. The they were both very good. One was actually good. The, the Bigfoot uh, one. The man who killed Hitler and then, and then also the Bigfoot. Oh, God. That was so good. That was so very good. good. Yeah, extremely good. Fucking And phenomenal. then the rock and roll space saucer vacuum laser. Flying oh. saucer rock and roll. That's the one. Flying saucer rock okay, and roll. Okay, I take that back. I've seen four movies. And Mom and Dad Save the World because I love it. And stay tuned. My episode will have already aired yes. by now. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Like a couple weeks ago. So uh, Boston Gabe, CJ... R A C H T is that how something like that? That's how you're spelled. I'm so sorry. C J Rat. Um, and the rest of y'all, uh, if you can't get enough Caleb and Quinn, now everybody, my last name's not a secret. That was, I just like the alliteration there. Um, you can go listen to the other it's podcast. Technically not alliteration. Yes, it is. Hard C sound. This is a great, K- a great moment to point out that uh, if you Quinn, uh, K- okay. are still listening, if you if you. If you've made it through the ad break and are still with us. First and, of all, uh, and bl- you, God's bless you. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you enjoy what we're doing here. Uh, Second Edition One is part of a, uh, an entire network of shows, not just podcasts. Uh, we've got some great content coming coming your way in various media forms. And you can check that all out at nightshiftradio.com. This is why we're not allowed to run the show, because I just talked at our listeners as if they knew all of that mm-hmm. definitely already and mm-hmm. i don't even think i said the name of your podcast i kind of just said go find us go find somewhere. caleb's other podcast <laughs> which one there's so yeah, many that's of a them good point hey can we talk about and, Battlestar galactica now what's that we, i mean i still want to talk about starbucks apartment because Starbuck is an angsty she, artist. Of course I, she I is. even love that she takes off her, her like flight jacket and puts on her angsty paint-colored teenager <laughs> jacket that's way too big and was probably definitely her dad's. It was definitely, it was like her dad's bomber yeah. jacket. And like, 
this big like oversized leather jacket and she just kind of like cozes right mm-hmm. up in it and it's like you can see on her face that like it's good and bad memories mm-hmm. all together and like it's home is what no. it is and she gives one of the the best little like monologues uh-huh. too she talks about how like everyone that she knows is like trying to get back what they lost people are just trying to find a return to what they had before the Cylon invasion and she's like, I'm just fighting because that's all I know how to do. Like, I don't miss any of this yeah. shit. And I'm like, that's such a powerful line, especially from someone like Starbuck, who we know is like, she feels a lot more deeply than she mm-hmm. lets on. Oh, my girl. But then, but then, in the pocket of her coat, yeah. she finds her car keys to a beat up ass old Jeep that I fucking guarantee <laughs> is not going to start after months sitting. Uh, unused in a garage on a planet that's been nuked to shit but it fires right up it's first, first time. time turns right over doesn't doesn't even hesitate and i, I want to point out the attention to detail uh that they give uh in this show because as the 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 truck pulls out of the garage uh i actually went back and rewound it because i was like is that a california license plate and it's very similar to a california license plate but it does say delphi on it yep so which is the like province? I don't s- neighborhood sector arrondissement. Yeah, zone. No, it's it's the 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 part of Caprica where they are, um, which presumably is separate from Caprica City. Like I caught that too, and I, I thought that was that fucking was awesome. really cool. Like right on the license yep. plate. Like they they had a license plate designed mm-hmm. just for that, and yep. the license plate number. Is FB forty two E three, and I'm not saying this means anything, but forty two is one of the lost numbers. So it's also the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy number. Yeah, but it's also one of the lost numbers. So what if, what if it predicted Facebook interfering with our elections? <laughs> what if? <laughs> what if? Well, then wouldn't it be FB forty five? Oh, fuck, there yeah. it is. <laughs> what is this, The Simpsons? <laughs> we're, not, we're not making predictions here. Fen um, Branklin is also what it could stand for. But what's the E3? Like the... Election... No, it's like the gaming E3. I say, isn't that like a, like a, like a conference? It's like a gaming... Yeah, E3 is a gaming... I want to say convention conference thing. It's an exposition. Expo, or there an expo. we go. That's what one of the E's stands for. I'll bet it does. Okay. FB, Fen Franklin, 40. Fuck Baltar. <laughs> Fuck Baltar. E3. <laughs> E3, if you smoosh them together in my handwriting, kind of looks like an eight. Oh, so uh, Starbuck is eight, is the eighth Cylon. And eight minus two is six. And six. <gasps> and six. Fox Baltar. We've blown this thing wide, wide open. open. Just <laughs> four plus two is also six. I don't want to brag, but I figured that out. You know what else is six? Three plus three. Okay, now you're just now you're just showing off. Mm-hmm. So they drive off into the sunset together, uh, on their way to find a presumably a, a raider or something or a raptor to get off the planet and get back to Galactica. So, quick interjection here: uh, people who write captions. 
bless you. You're doing a wonderful service to all of us, not just the the hearing impaired, but uh, those of us who uh, struggle with hearing things when when the mixing is bad and all like all sorts of scenarios. Uh, but when you have a show that is now 16 years old. Maybe take a moment and like double check your work because uh, one of the glaring examples of the captioning being wrong in the show is when they say they're looking for a rafter, <laughs> like you would see in the ceiling. <laughs> oh, I thought they meant like a dude on a raft, like going down the river. <laughs> There's just one space raft. <laughs> it's gonna paddle boat their paddleboard their way through space. <laughs> Paddleboard yoga yeah. in space. I mean, they, you got space whales. Why can't you have space rafts? That's a good question. Uh, anyway, you were should saying. We, should we bounce back over to Kobol and wrap up our uh, our little? Can I ask just one question and then we can? Uh, yes, and that was your one question. So now we don't get to do it. Okay. So on Kobol, go ahead. It's Kitsy's pedantic hour. Where <laughs> oh, they didn't like that one. No, I was being pedantic. Oh, that is the face. Yeah. Our, our viewers. No, listeners can't see it, but that's exactly. What's your question, Andrea? I know. I don't remember. Um, good. Oh, good. It's really important. And I'm glad that we took a long time to get here. God. Because if Crashdown's favorite band is Seether, I, what, what's Starbucks? Is Starbucks the cure? I know we said that that couldn't be Crashdown's. Uh, Starbucks would be in Delisvere. Hmm. Mm. I feel like it'd be something a little more... No, think about it. No, wait, I, it's, oh my God, why am I, please cut this out because I have the right one and I'm just blanking <laughs> on her name and she's very famous and she's somebody who, oh my God, fuck, fuck, fuck. I can't think of any of the songs she does. You guys Although, keep talking. <laughs> her guilty pleasure song would be, what if the gods were one of us? <laughs> oh my God, what is, who is the... Oh God! You have to cut this out because it's it's. If I weren't queer, this would be problematic for me to ask this this way. So please, just I need you two to remember that you're on my side. Who is the musician who queer women love? People often say her name wrong, and it's no, 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 no. More uh, oh. Oh, fuck. Indigo Girls. Okay, never mind. I shouldn't. Yeah, okay. No, she's cool. She's got more cred than that. Oh, my God. Who has more cred than <laughs> Melissa Etheridge? And the Indigo Girls. And the Indigo Girls. What, um, what, is there a... Natalie Ambrulia? No, it's a name like... This is going to be... You guys are really getting a look into what my brain, how it files things. How? It's a name like Amy Mann, but it's not Amy Mann. Is it Amy Mann? No. But it... Is it Amy it's, Winehouse? No. It's like... Oh, God. Is it Meredith no, Brooks? This is true. Can you tell me a song that no, she does? But I think one of the has one of Stevie no, Nicks. I think one of the songs has the word coffee or cup. Fuck. Oh, that's very helpful. I know, I know. Oh my god, this is killing me. Anna Kendrick's performing that's cups. It, it's like, <laughs> oh fuck. <laughs> Musicians, lesbians, love. <laughs> So this doesn't have to go in the can't. podcast, but like I definitely want a copy of this. <laughs> oh, this is, this this is, is for sure going in the podcast. This is blackmail. Not on bisexual visibility awareness. I want you to be aware of the visibility. That was too many words. We can't. Visibility awareness. 
<laughs> how's your, how's your googling going over there? You, oh my god, category lesbian musicians Wikipedia. Oh boy. Oh. oh my god, I almost just spit all over my mouth. <laughs> I'm gonna figure it out. Why don't y'all talk a little bit more about whatever you were talking about? I don't know. <laughs> no, no, we'll wait. This is. I don't want to tell y'all that I um, lost my Adderall in a bag at the bottom of a pile in my room while I was moving my furniture around, but you are seeing uh, this explains so much fixation in action right now that we are recording a podcast and I'm looking through a list of lesbian musicians on. Oh, my God, I'm going to I'm just going to keep saying names. So it's a name. It's not Tori Amos. It's not. Kitty, I said Katie Lang. No, I said y'all could carry on, and I'll just come back in when I find. No, no, we, we can't. can't. We gotta solve this mystery before we can go oh on. My God, can I make a phone call? Can I phone a friend? You can phone a friend. Oh my God, this is She's the best. She's gonna know. Both you have to do it on speakerphone though. Okay. And hold it up to the mic. <laughs> She's going to think it's a butt dial. I haven't called her on the phone in 15 years. Like, literally. Who calls anyone? I know. These things make phone calls? <laughs> I literally don't remember the last time I dialed out. On purpose. Your call has been... I'm just... I'll message her and tell her. <laughs> you did this. We can carry on. Now I need to know. Well, I mean, I can... And that was not a butt dial. Please call me back. It's an emergency. 911. Have a very important question. So there we are, Caprica. Caprica. I thought we left Caprica. Caprica. I don't even know where it goes. There we are in Cobal. <laughs> oh. We're doing it again. Okay. I assumed it was a butt dial. I know you did. I I was like this. I literally said to Sandra, I was like, Andy is calling. And there's no way she would just call me. Like, who calls somebody? That's Well, that's what we were talking about, too. You're live on the podcast right now. Boog, you're on the air. Um, I've got you on speaker. Oh, come on. I haven't done any of my opera. You know what? That's fine, because I'm always good to go. What do you need? <laughs> this is my favorite thing that's ever happened. Um, I'm waiting all night. I'm in the middle of watching Catfish. I can pause it. I just, I know you're going to know, and I need your help. Okay. I'm trying to think of the name of a musician. So do you want to guess now? <laughs> who do you think it could be? Okay, no. It's somebody who people often say her name wrong. <laughs> it's somebody like Tori Amos or... Ani DeFranco. Ani DeFranco! There it is. You call your wow. friend who's married to a woman to ask that question? I said... Am I offended? <laughs> <laughs> I just... <laughs> I mean, no, because I do the Exactly. I'm trying to figure out how not to get canceled for my own podcast. I had a Wikipedia... It's already article, happened. I had a Wikipedia article open that said, lesbian musicians. <laughs> I also Googled musicians lesbians like. And wait, and she didn't come up? No, no. Is Andy DeFranco on that list? Uh, I yeah. closed it, but I can Please. check it. I mean, that, Please do. That's really what needs to be investigated. <laughs> Is she not a lesbian? No, she's Search. married to a man, or at least she was. Hmm. 
I mean, she might be uh, bi or pan or queer, but she whatever. was at least at one, she at least at one point was married to a man. Okay. She is not oh. on the list. Huh. Well, I, her soul say otherwise. <laughs> I literally, I literally said to, to Kitsy and Caleb, I was like, I need you to remember that as a queer woman, it's okay for me to say what I'm about to say. I think this artist is somebody who lesbians like, but I'm not sure who her. Thank you for I mean, knowing. If you would have led with that, I think I would have gotten it lost sooner. That's probably true. Okay, I'm going to ask you to do one more thing, and then we're going to hang up. Um, okay. Okay. So since technically this is our podcast debut, you and I, mm-hmm. would you like to sing our theme song? Oh, oh the Lauren and Andy show? The Lauren and oh, Andy yes, show? Oh, yes, please. Yeah, obviously. Okay. Now, are you, are you ready for the key change? <laughs> Always. Okay, because it goes, the Lauren and Andy, the Lauren and Andy, the Lauren and Andy show. I let you do that on your own. I got anxious. I wasn't ready to perform. Well, I, prefer, I mean, I prefer to do Yeah, I know, I know, I know. We're a solo artist. I wish you could see. <laughs> Kitsy's going to murder me. Caleb's through the screen, so he can't really do anything about it. He's having a good time. Why? I think this is fantastic. Can't we just, this shouldn't this no. just be the rest of the podcast? This what is great. Thank you, Caleb. I would do an entire episode like this. <laughs> Lauren. Keep, keep in mind that Lauren can't actually hear Caleb. Oh, right. <laughs> oh, I no, know. I can't hear. I can't. Well, Caleb thinks that we should do an entire episode like this. I couldn't agree more, Caleb. <laughs> I could not agree more. All right. We <laughs> just took their headphones off, so. All right. Well, nice talking to you, girl. Yep. Tell Son I said hi. Does she want to get on the phone real quick? She left the room. She left the room. She left the room. Okay. We'll tell her I love her. Will do. All right. Bye. Bye. (laughs) Oh, my God. I'm sweating. I'm so... Can we please talk about Battlestar Galactica now? So, Ani DeFranco. Lauren doesn't know it, but she and I are friends now. Oh, yeah. (laughs) She and I are very good friends now. She's an animal. And I love her very much. I'm so glad she knew. I knew she would. Oh How about I edit this one? That'd be great, actually. Honestly, yeah. This this last like ten minutes or so is the best thing that's happened. It's to me only all been ten way. minutes. <laughs> it feels like it's Saturday. Uh, <laughs> so I was just saying, um, if I'm trying to pull a Caleb, I'm gonna. It's gonna be seamless. Watch. So if Crashdown's favorite band is Seether, what do we think Starbucks is? I stand by my... my Natalie Imbruglia. And you said... Liz Fair. Liz Fair. And I'm going to go with, um, just off the top of my head, not even thinking about it, Ani DeFranco. <laughs> just, just for that, I'm leaving that whole fucking thing in. <laughs> you can't. <laughs> I absolutely can and I will. This is going to be the longest episode we've ever done. See, Ani DeFranco. Great. So they drive off into the sunset. Can we please talk about Kobol now? Yes. So, fuck, I forget what even happened (laughs) in this episode now, because it was nine years ago that I watched it. No, it's because we're almost to the end. Um, Okay. They're on Kobol. They're on Kobol. So, so Tyrell and Callie uh, are fleeing the the Cylons that that got them and killed Torg. (laughs) Tarn. Torg. Tarn. Uh... Tyrell and Callie are heading back to the group with the med kit. Tarn has been torn to shreds. <laughs> wow! <laughs> Am I wrong? No. 
That was very bad and good. Am I wrong? No. No, I, I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm so proud right now. <laughs> you know, Caleb, I, I know this isn't the first time you've been proud of me, but it is nice to hear you say it for once. <laughs> I should say it more often. You should. But I really am. I Aww. appreciate that. Uh, so they get back to the group and, uh, well, first, before they get back, uh, they, uh, Tyrell and Callie take this little break and they have this kind of really sweet little moment where, uh, he's kind of staring off in the distance, you know, pretty upset that he's lost one of his people, um, another one of his people. And then, uh, you know, Callie's like, you know, that wasn't your fault, right? And he's just staring off and she's like, talk to me, you mother fracker. <laughs> and he just kind of looks at her and starts laughing and she starts kind of cry- laugh crying and he puts his arm around her and gives her a sweet little kiss on the head. And then they uh, they get back moving. I'm such a sucker for a high tension moment where people cry and it turns into laughter. Like, I know that's very specific. There's a really beautiful moment in Buffy where that happens between Buffy and Giles that gets me like... I could cry now if I thought about it with any, like, uh, direct attention for more than a few seconds. It is, I just, I love a moment like that. Some people wait a lifetime for a moment like that. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm proud of you for that one, too. <laughs> I'm proud of you both tonight. That means a lot. Usually he's not mad, he's just disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That's true. Uh, so they, they get back to, to the group, uh, and is it... Is it Sasinus? Yes. That's who's okay. Oh god, yeah. They're trying they're trying to get him some stuff, but is it Celix is the other one? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. So Celix is like, yeah, he's not gonna make it. There's nothing I can do. It's too uh, late. And Chief's not too thrilled about that. Um you it's know. It's not even just that he's not too thrilled. He's like willfully refusing and I get it but he just can't let himself like he says I got the med kit what more do you want and yeah. it's it's just so like he's, heartbreaking he's, he's in the bargaining stage of grief yeah, right there he's for like, sure I did, I did what I was supposed to do that fucking crash down couldn't do in the first place I actually expected the chief to go like completely off on mm-hmm. crash down uh, yeah it, like not sure that I would have held it together even half as well as the chief did no he's so good He's just got such a big heart. So Celix, uh, I think this is a really big moment that mm-hmm. that shows, uh, again, wh- like, first of all, who Chief Tyrrell is, and second of all, why I love him as a character. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he's standing there, and, and Celix is telling him, like, you know, we he's going to die, and it's going to be a long and painful death, or we can give him an overdose of morphine or whatever, they're, the, the morphinica or whatever it is that they, they have. <laughs> Morpha. 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 Uh, and, you know, let him go peacefully and quietly and pa- and painlessly. Um, and he's like, we, you know, we can't be, we can't, be, this can't be what we're doing. Are we really doing this? And he looks at, at Crashdown and he's like, LT, like, and, and Crashdown's like, he's your man, chief, which I know you have some feelings about that, Andrea. I just am so frustrated by Crashdown wanting to run the show all this time, knowing that Tyrrell is more capable and now that some a really difficult thing has come up, he's ready to hand the control back. And I do, I know that, like, he's right. Like, Tyrrell should be the one to make that call. But Tyrrell should have been making those calls from mm-hmm. from the moment they, mm-hmm. they touched ground, you know? Mm-hmm. Also, I feel like the majority of this crew are deckhands for some strange reason. So, like... Yeah, like everyone other than, than Baltar and, and Crashdown are, really are Tyrrell's point. people. Yeah. yeah. So, like, 
technically, yes, the like the lieutenant outranks them all, but like all of these people are like ordinarily under the chief's command mm-hmm. and like are used to him leading them. Right. Right. So uh, Chief Tyrrell kind of sucks it up and, and decides, okay, yeah, this is what we're doing. And he gets the, the syringe and uh, that was a weird way to say that word. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the, just... <laughs> no, keep it. <laughs> sure. Uh, he gets the syringe and, uh, and he's, he tells, uh, he tells the sinus like, Hey, you know, landing party is here. We're going home. Oh. We're, we're getting you out of here. And uh, injects him with the uh, with so the drugs. Listening to the birds, and he just kind of slowly drifts off oh, to sleep. God. And tell me about the rabbits. It's just... Yeah, it's it's very much that oh, uh, that kind of uh, feeling. Mm-hmm. Sad moment. It it's is. So it's a very sad moment. But it's not like overly. I don't know what the word is. It's just not melodramatic at all. It's it... like they don't overdo it. No, not at yeah. all. But I mean, you know, you can tell like this is weighing heavily on Chief Terror. Like he's now lost two, two of his people, and then I think there was a third in the when they were coming yeah. in, right? And yeah, and well, two. the third one when they were when they were crashing yeah. was a pilot. Oh, okay. Right. So okay, so that, now I mean, Tyrrell's lost the pilots. Two, yeah, <laughs> Tyrrell has now lost two of his you know direct reports, and, and unnecessarily so, and not by enemy hand, really. I mean, like technically, technically Tarn, yes, but, but well, technically. Technically, also, uh, right, because they did get shot down by the enemy, right, and that's right. why they're on the planet but in the first both place. Of those and, people could be alive had the. I mean, yeah, LT it, made different choices. Had they brought the the both med kits uh, from the beginning, which the chief did say, "Hey, shouldn't we make sure we have everything?" This might have gone very differently, and they might have been able to actually save Sinus, and Tarn may not have gotten Tarn to shreds uh, <laughs> by the Cylon bullets. Exactly. So. Man, if I was Chief Tyrrell, I would not be happy with Crashdown, and I'm pretty sure he is not. <laughs> no. I think that's where we leave it on Kobol. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. So I think all that's left to talk about now is uh, the goings-on on the Galactica. Mm. I'm just, I'm, I'm sitting on a, a, a typo here in the transcript that I've been, lo- I've, just, I've been staring at, like, right in the face for like half an hour now, <laughs> because uh, you know, speaking of the the deck crew, uh, Lee and his ragtag bunch of pilots and Marines that all meet up and gather as many explosive rounds as they can in one of the small arms lockers. They run into a uh, a deck crewman whose call sign is Jammer, and you know they they travel around the ship collecting ammunition and whatnot, and they find their way to another small arms locker. Uh, where Jammer fixes a damaged phone so that uh, Lee can call the CIC and report in. In the transcript, it says, Jammer is repair a telephone. <laughs> well, he is. <laughs> Look at that for like 20 minutes. Just... <laughs> Through the whole adventure, finding the musician's name... <laughs> Through the, the the sadness of you know society's passing, <laughs> just staring me in the fucking face is Jammer is repair a telephone. I'm writing that down for merch. <laughs> oh my god, yes. Jammer <laughs> is repair a telephone. It reminds me of my favorite support ticket I've ever seen. Go on. Caleb, you've heard this one before. It's five words. Drop dead in Home Depot? No. Oh. 
I'm scouting out the words. Uh, no, the ticket is Windows not support. How fix? I do. I okay. I do need to point out that I kind of I kind of put the, the stress there wrong because the punctuation is a little weird in that one too. So let me let me read it to you or let me say it to you with the punctuation so you really get a full um, experience of how this this support ticket went. It was Windows not support question mark. How fix period? <laughs> how fix? Windows not report. <laughs> <laughs> so there we are on the Galactica. Wait, hold on. I just, <sighs> I, I'm sorry, but I did. I said the drop dead in Home Depot thing, and it wasn't. I just, if I were a listener, it would drive me and This is assuming this. That's is not getting staying cut. in the podcast. No. There's no fucking way. Okay. Well, what I worked at a doctor's office, and I came in one morning, and there were messages left over, like from the night before, and one of our patients had died, and the call service. It's not. They're not. Um, I said musicians, physicians. So they write. They might not be musicians they, either. They might not. I don't know. So the the like message had the patient's name at the top, and then reason for calling just said drop dead in Home Depot, and that was it. Holy shit! Drop dead in Home Depot. Wow. I haven't thought about that in so long. That was like twenty years ago. Anyway. So where were we? Oh. Jammer is repair telephone. Got it. Jammer is repair telephone. How fix? <laughs> oh no, that's two. Caleb has hit the deck oh, once no. again. <laughs> you know, going into this episode, I thought I'm kind of sleepy, and uh, Andrew and I ate a whole bunch of Chinese food so uh, right before the dumplings. recording, and I was just like, "Man, this is not going to be a very energetic podcast." And then what? And now here we are, like Caleb's dying, <laughs> laughing. How you doing down there, Caleb? Caleb, can you just, can you just give us a thumbs up if you're? <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Okay, there we go. <laughs> Okay. Okay. So, I mean, we could talk about all the little nitty gritty that happens, but it's just a lot of like action scenes, and that's not really interesting to just, you know, rehash talking about. Um, but uh, you know, suffice it to say, we've got Lee and his team and the people they pick up with uh, all heading towards the Cylons, trying to get to um, to the Cylons because the Cylons, as they figure out, are heading towards the aft damage control. And what Ty realizes is that they're going to depressurize the ship, kill everybody, and then turn the guns on the fleet and game over. Ty says he's seen this before. Um, and I am curious, that seems like a very significant kind of plan of attack. Um, he probably saw it in war college. <laughs> like in a video? Well, remember that Ty and Adama are old enough to have actually fought in the, the first Cylon War. Like, we know Adama did. We assume, we assume Ty, Ty did. did. Yeah, and also if he were a Cylon, he could have seen this before. Because I was thinking, like, how is he alive if he saw this before? I mean, theoretically, because he was on a different ship. I understand. But also a seed that was planted in my brain as somebody who's theorizing who's never seen the show before. Another thing I'm thinking is he could have seen this as a Cylon watching a bunch of humans get um, sucked out of the airlock. Getting spaced, as they say. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's possible. Yeah. So Lee and his crew are heading towards the Cylons, trying to take them out. 
uh, Roslyn and Billy, and uh, I guess they pick up D along the way, and uh, they've got the guard from the brig. They're all trying to get to sick bay because the, the they're trying to go away from the gunshots, uh, but they run into a few different tr- problems along the way and have to keep changing course. And it turns out, we find out later that they are... Uh, they're like, oh, well, we can get there if we head towards aft damage control, and that's where the Cylons are going, that's where the gunfight's going, and that's not great. No. Yeah, suffice to say, they end up they end up there, there's a gunfight, Lee takes out the, the one as it jumps, that was Lee, right, that got as it was jumping? Yes. Yeah. Uh, one of the one of the, the two Centurions comes running at Lee and jumps in the air, and Lee gets it, gets it midair, and it's a very, very cool moment. Um, and then everyone's okay. Rosalind hasn't been shot, but as she points out, she's got a couple bullet holes in her clothing. Uh, so she came very close to being shot. And the uh, the guard says, you know, the gods must really be watching out for you. And divine intervention. Divine intervention. It's some pulp fiction shit. Yeah. Did I miss any anything important there? That uh, that feels like a good summary. So somehow they managed to figure out that they've eliminated all the Cylons without actually knowing how many there were to begin with. That's or did point. they? Hmm? Or did they? Or did they? Or did they? There could be another one hiding somewhere. Or did they? Uh, or also speaking of did they? Speaking These of Cylons pretzels. speaking of Cylons <laughs> hiding on the ship, uh there is a point where uh the power goes out towards the beginning and Gata realizes that the uh, Cylon virus, there's still a little bit of it, bit of it left in the ship. And uh, I'm willing to bet that's not the last we're going to hear of that. Oh, hint, hint. Because I don't think they really got rid of it in this episode. And when the lights go out, you hear Billy scream, and then the lights come back on, and Dee's holding him in her arms like Shaggy with Scooby, you know? Yes. <laughs> it's just like... Yes. I hate when there's just a little bit of the virus left. Mm-hmm. Rattling um, around. Is that how they work? So, no. Oh, okay. There was a moment where uh, Billy was uh, almost caught directly in the crossfire of a bunch of uh, Silent Centurion gunshots. And for a second I thought, well, there goes uh, there goes Andrea's theory, but he came out of it completely unscathed. Mm-hmm. And See? so uh, there, there it goes back on track again, I guess. Yep. Except. 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 except uh, <laughs> as we have seen many times, the Cylons are not above shooting each other if it accomplishes their goal. What? Just saying. Good point. So they all end up uh, around uh, Adama in the sick bay. There's a couple great Ty interactions here. One with Lee, where you know Ty's giving him shit for uh, <laughs> yeah. for the mutiny and pointing a gun at him, and he's like, you know, you're not fit to wear the uniform. And Lee's like, maybe not, but neither are you. Boom. Boom. <laughs> Which is a good boom. But then he says something that's actually kind of sweet. I forget exactly what he says, but he's like, but. Dad still gave us both a shot, so so shut your mouth. Ty says you're not fit to you to, to wear the uniform. He says you're right about that part. I'm not fit to wear the uniform. Maybe I never was. Then again, neither are you. This isn't my ship, and it sure as hell isn't yours. Yeah, it is. It's his. And he points Aww. to his father. He says, and when he wakes up, he'll decide to do what what to do with the both of us. That's so good. That's very good. Mm-hmm. Oh, I can't remember if it's this part or if it's earlier in the episode where uh, Ty is standing over Adama, and he's like, don't you dare die on me no. now. Wait, wasn't that last week? I think that, was, I think that was last episode. Oh, was that in the recap? Oh, maybe, yeah. Oh, uh, okay. Oh, he does say you couldn't get me to... <laughs> That's the other good tie moment in this episode. It's when he says something about Lee, like, uh, standing up for Oslin or something, and he's like, you couldn't get me to 
whatever that woman, if you put a gun to my head. And Which you did. You did. Yeah. <laughs> Ty's got jokes. He has the final word in this episode, and it's great uh, because as like Lee like gives it to him and then walks out, he just says, "Thank the gods I didn't have kids." <laughs> yes, <Right. laughs> uh, he's just the best. And that's where we leave it. Uh, not a lot of uh, unresolved tension in this episode. Actually, this is kind of a. I mean, we've still got people on Cobalt. We've still got Starbuck and Hilo on Caprica. But for now, everyone seems to be safe. Mm-hmm. Everyone who's left. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, we've got a nice little breathing moment before uh, before next week. Uh-oh. Can't wait to see that Survivor count at the beginning of next week's episode because a lot of people died this episode. Yeah, we lost There's a lot of, we lost a lot a few. of ball bodies in the, uh, the hallways. Yeah. So, just the corridors. Order. I'm sorry. It's a ship, so it's <laughs> corridors. Uh one thing I, I I love about this ship design is that they use the like the crank wheels for all of the hatches, so like they seal as though it's a submarine. I mean, a spaceship really is a submarine when you think about no, it. No, you're right. It's those details that make this show so great. So yeah, the bodies uh, they all hit the floor, which I believe is another one of the songs that uh, oh, Crash Down is all into. <laughs> so go ahead, Andrea, put that on uh, on the Crash Down playlist. Got it. <laughs> That was very good. Uh, Andrea, <laughs> theories. Oh. Questions, uh, observations, thoughts. Do you really want any of that? All of them. Oh, God. Um, View from the brig. Oh, yeah. I'm still still on the brig. Um, oh, no. Um, it's not new. It's just I feel further. I am becoming more and more convinced that D hmm, is a Cylon, maybe. <laughs> is that... Okay. She's still Why? in the maybe column for me. I'm just feeling more uh, safe in that maybe. Um, her her exchange with Billy in the beginning of the episode is, it feels to me like a very distant way that she's talking, not in like a we're not connecting, but like in a she's not connected or plugged in exactly. And then when he pushes back when she says that, where she's like, oh, until you got desperate needed a shoulder to cry, and he's like, oh, I think that's a little uncalled for. And she kind of like... Um, shakes it off and mm-hmm. is like, uh, you're right, I'm sorry. And she fiddles with his lapel. Um, and I'm not saying that she was pulling a Sharon and that she was like un... Switching back switching, to human No, mode. but she just seemed kind of like inside. And mm-hmm. then the weird thing with the concussion, like, yes, probably a concussion, Rosalind says, probably. Um, but that doesn't mean definitely Rosalind's not a doctor. I almost forgot at the end of the episode, Billy oh. goes to see uh, Dee right. in the sick bay. And she's like, come here, I have something to tell you, and like pulls him real close and gives him a kiss. And he's like, I'm sorry, I didn't, I didn't catch that. Which was actually pretty good because she says, like, listen close or something. Yeah. And he has the closest thing he's had to, like, a line. Like, he he almost did a flirt. Mm-hmm. <laughs> almost. <laughs> That's the other thing. She's definitely a Cylon because why does she keep, I almost said chasing after. She's not chasing after him, but, like, come on, dude. Letting him chase her. Yeah, come on. I mean, once again. Not a lot of options. I'm I'm thinking now. Yeah, I mean, everyone else that she knows, she literally works with. Who else is she going to date? Gata? <laughs> I mean. I mean. Saying I, that as though Gata isn't a fine stand-up individual. Uh, I have no issues with Gata. No. She, she would be lucky to date Gata. <laughs> oh, oh, tell us how you really think. 
Oh, he's a he's a fine young man. I think Gator would be lucky to date her too. She's a fine young woman. I think they'd be great together. Is what I'm saying. They're they're both they're both very good people, and that's all. Yeah. I all think I would rather die alone than have to spend five minutes with Billy <laughs> at all. Not even like in in any sort of uh, just like if he was in the room. Yeah, yeah. What about Captain Kelly? I fucking hate that guy. Oh, the Irish cop. Um, fuck that guy. Oh, the the new uh, yeah. the new acting XO. Yeah, no. Yeah. Okay, between the two, I guess Billy. Is this the part of the game where we play fuck Mary Kill? <laughs> okay, yeah, okay. yeah. Six, six, fuck six. Mary Kill. Oh. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the number uh, of the Billy, beast. Uh, Gata, and Kelly. Kill, kill, kill. I say, just blow the ship up. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I I side with the Cylons in this one. <laughs> They just took the game very literally. <laughs> Caleb. Uh, Six is going to fuck Mary and kill Baltar. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, she's already fucked him. Exactly. So she's only got two <laughs> options left. She's going to marry him, then kill him. Yep. I, you know what? That's probably true. Yep. <laughs> that, that feels very accurate. Was that enough theory for you? She she seems like the kind of person who would eat her She is her a praying mate. mantis, yes. <laughs> it's, I saw it in your eyes that that's where you were going. She absolutely, and that's why I love her. I can't, I don't want her to eat Baltar, though. I love him. She should date Billy and then just rip his head off. <laughs> I said date oh like God. I was using that as a euphemism. But Billy anyway. can't handle six. She, no, she just no. walks up to him and just like, yeah. like one giant bite. <laughs> this is our four podcast yes. now. We've been, we've gone some places. Battle for Galactica. Oh. Gasnactica. Oh! And on that note. We're going to go ahead and spool up our FTL drives and jump to a secure location. And uh, we'll see you on the, ne- the other side next week. So say we all. So say we all. So say we all. Pop-up video. I hate this fucking show. <laughs> Begin jump prep. We're leaving. We'll be back. Start your prep. Set Condition 1 is a Night Shift Radio production. Visit nightshiftradio.com for more information.